Hello and welcome to the Ottawa Business Journal's YouTube live broadcast of managing cash flow and working capital in a crisis. I'm Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. Thank you so much for being here today. This live event continues a series of broadcasts that OBJ is doing. Uh, we want to provide you, the business owners and leaders, with vital information that helps you survive and thrive in this pandemic. Today, we turn our attention that was foremost in the minds of business owners in the early days of the pandemic. But truth be told, it was an issue then, it's an issue now, and really, it'll be an issue forever. Uh, I'm talking about cash flow, of course. Uh, we're doing today's uh, show a little bit differently. It's a it's a bit of a show and tell. Our first guest is from a global brand. You'll recognize this brand right away that specializes in financial services for business owners. And our second guest is an award-winning local entrepreneur that will share his uh, growth story with you and uh, also how he manages uh, his cash. Uh, the end goal, though, is to provide you with real-world practical tips to improve your business. Uh, before I introduce our guest, a few housekeeping notes. We wanna make this an interactive session, and that means we want your questions. And you can use the YouTube chat, chat function to the right of your screen to ask those questions. Uh, my colleague from Ottawa Business Journal, Peter Cavesi, will be watching the chat throughout the broadcast, and he will pose them to today's guests in about 25 minutes or so. So we'll end off with our interactive session. We'll also be checking in with Peter Cavesi on a series of poll questions we asked today's uh, registered uh, guests in advance. So let's start uh, by introducing our guests. I'll do that one at a time. First off, I'd like to welcome Vincent Hubert from American Express. Hello, Vincent. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. Happy Monday to you. <laughs> it's a bright, uh, sunny day in, in Ottawa, and you're joining us from, uh, from Montreal. Vincent, as we uh, kick things off, tell me a little bit about yourself and, uh, and the job you do at uh, American Express. Yes, no, thanks, Michael. Really excited to be doing this with the uh, Ottawa Business Journal. Um, so I'm, I, I, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm based currently in Montreal. I oversee the team that manages the uh, eastern uh, portion of the, of the country. So I'm in charge of Eastern Canada for American Express uh, on the corporate side. Um, but that being said, I want, I want to acknowledge my, uh, my uh, local routes. Uh, so I'm, I was actually born and raised in Gatineau and I went to Ottawa U um, and also uh, so obviously, still a lot of friends and family based in the region. But uh, also, one of the re one of the main reason why I'm excited to be doing this with you guys is because Ottawa is part of the five party markets for Canada uh, at American Express. So again, more to come on this in the, in the conversation. But again, thanks for having us. We we always like to hear that Ottawa is a priority to big companies. So that's that's good for all of us. We haven't been forgotten. So, Vanessa, uh, just uh, just before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the show, I also wanted to just get your sense of this. So, you know, when I think about Amex, I think it might be true for some other people. You know, we think of kind of a blue credit card, um, and I think that's just kind of um, a, an old fashioned way of thinking about Amex. Uh, bring us up to speed. What is the what is the modern uh, modern version of American Express? Yeah, no, and definitely, Michael, you're not the only one. Again, when we were attending some live uh, events before the pandemic, a lot of people came to me about, hey, uh, what a surprise, whereas American Express is, is present here, still talking to us, I'll sometimes also, believe it or not, about Traveler's Check. So I think it's good to have a, a global brand. People, right, they, they recognize us. 
That being said, to your point, uh, Michael, so American Express in Canada, we're a second tier bank. Uh, we offer unsecured credit. We are off balance sheet. We do not show up on financial statements as a line of credit, rather as a supplier, which has a, a positive impact on the liquidity ratio. And typically, um, we're, we are what we call a closed loop. So we have both an impact on the receivables and the payables. And again, we'll touch more on this over the conversation. But uh, no, I think it's important for, for people to understand that American Express is a bank and we're complementary in the market to traditional banks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a great introduction, and thanks to bringing bringing us up to speed. Uh, now let's meet our uh, second guest. Please welcome Saleh Taibi from Canada Wheels. Hey, Saleh. Hi, Michael. Hi, Vincent, and hi to everybody attending the webinar. I'm very excited to be here. It's uh, it's awesome to have you, uh, Saleh. Uh, uh, I remember the good old days when we used to bump into each other at networking events at uh, technology sector, uh, Invest Auto, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, well, we have you virtually today, though. It's always a pleasure <laughs> bumping into you, Michael. So we know each other well, Sally, but I want to make sure that everyone tuning in today uh, understands you. So introduce yourself, like who you are, your role, and, and equally important, introduce us to your exciting growth company, Canada Wheels. Sure. So I'm Saleh Taibi, founder and CEO of Canada Wheels. We are Canada's fastest growing online retailer of wheels, tires, and automotive parts. Uh, we were founded in 2012 and bootstrapped since inception. Uh, we're an Ottawa company. You know, uh, we're over 20 employees. 15 of our employees are in Ottawa. Something we're really proud of. And uh, we have the vision to be the Amazon of car parts in Canada and beyond. Uh, this year, we're preparing a very exciting expansion into the USA market under the brand USAWheels.com. That's really cool. That's really cool. You remind me of another big e-commerce uh, supplier in uh, in Ottawa, just down the street from you, uh, Shopify. So hopefully, you have that type of success. <laughs> So listen, uh, listen, guys, I'm going to put you on hold and let people know what's coming up in the next uh, 25 minutes or, or so. Our first topic uh, will be uh, growing in a crisis, the Canada Wheels story. And we'll get Sally to uh, share some details on that. Topic number two is about managing cash flow, where to start and why it's important. And topic number three uh, are more financial tools and tips. And we'll end up with uh, live uh, questions from our live audience. Uh, Peter Cavesi will be posing those. So let's get down uh, to all the important uh, learning that we need to do today. Topic number one, as I indicated, was uh, growing in a crisis, the Canada Wheel story. And Sally, uh, we're going to use you as a little bit of a, a case study of sorts. Um, like lots of companies, uh, Sally, I imagine Canada Wheels had all sorts of challenges uh, last March and April, whether they be HR challenges, operational challenges. Uh, so, Sally, give us a sense of how Canada Wheels coped with COVID-19. Sure. Yes, Michael. So when the pandemic happened, um, essentially, uh, the uh, people were staying home. It changed the way people were working, they were playing, and how they were interacting with the society and shopping. They were more adopting technology. We were very, being that technology online retailer, we were very well positioned uh, in, 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 in picking up, you know, the users. We experienced uh, 
years of growth all happening within the same year to us. This was really good for us for the business, but at the same time, it created a lot of challenges. Our employees, you know, I think it was end of February where we told we followed almost everybody else and we told them our employees to work from home. Uh, Although we had all the tools and procedures in place, growing the company in terms of headcount was extremely difficult. Uh, we had our customers that um, pay, pay, paying big, um, big ticket items. It was an issue for them. So we had to uh, essentially introduce fixed um, payment free um, options in the checkout where, you know, people can pay their transactions in smaller portions, interest-free. Uh, returns was the issue. Uh, in order to prevent this spread for a while, we put a stop on returns, but we were very open in terms of communication with our clients. Uh, when it came to our vendors, talking to them was really important. But so all the marketing, advertising, being in the uncertain times, not knowing how we're gonna grow, um, we, there was a lot of decisions we had to make on the spot, uh, but uh, at the end, it worked out in a really good way for us. Uh, we grew a lot. That's awesome. And we're seeing some uh, examples of your website, by the way. Uh, you had uh, some new features. In fact, tell me a little bit about this. You had a visualization feature that you added and some other things happened to the website. Give me, give us a quick sense of that, uh, Sally. Sure. So uh, I think around uh, eight years ago, we were the first company uh, in the automotive part space that had visualizer. We introduced our visualizer where you could visualize the rims on your car before you buy it. Uh, we were, again, the first people also that offered free shipping because rims and tires are very heavy product. Well, we had that all year round. If you buy four rims, four tires, you get free shipping. Wow. When the pandemic happened, we were worried that people are going to be driving less. So our revenue on the rim and tire side, it's going to uh, fall down. So we, we had to pivot quickly. And what happened was we accelerated our plan in growing into relevant categories. So we added hundreds of brands of auto parts to our website. Uh, and what happened was the rim and tire grew by hundreds of percents and our parts picked up slowly. So it's slowly picking up, but if anything, it just added new streams of revenue for us. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I want to bring Vincent back in the conversation first, but just give us a quick sense. I think you've touched on already the fact that you're doing a big U.S. expansion. Uh, uh, give us a short sense of what that uh, what's happening in the U.S. for Canada Wheels. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're currently planning and actually implementing everything that needs to be in place for us to launch successfully in the U.S. Um, we have an extremely strong name, usawheels.com. We have perfected the technology in Canada for the past nine years. So essentially the technology is gonna be a duplicate of the technology we have here. And we're already talking and you know, from a business development standpoint, um, we've been talking to vendors, we've been partnering with vendors like American Express, which have presence both in Canada and US and globally. So we're doing everything that it requires, but um, we just want to make sure that when we do launch, it's a successful launch. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And Vincent, as I said, uh, I want to bring you back into the conversation. So I think one of the, the cool things about your job, Vincent, is you get to meet a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, 
uh, and get to know them a little bit personally, a little bit professionally. What is it you like about the, the Canada Wheel story? Well, I mean, th th thanks for the question. I think I think that the first minute I uh, I met Saleh, you can see that he has he's a true entrepreneur in the sense that he's a curious person, right? And I think to me, because I mean, again, at American Express, that's what we do, right? We're here to support companies like like Canada Wheels to expand and and to achieve their goals. And and when you see someone like Saleh, that's always ahead of the curve and thinking outside the box and and mainly open to new suggestions. Uh, I mean, you're you're sensing that obviously the the, the guy's going to go in the right direction, and and I think it's he's he already touched in the few in the first few minutes about so so many crucial points. I, I yes. even note open communication with this client, speaking with partners ahead of time. So Saleh is not the type of uh, is is actually the type of person that will that will kind of search before, be curious again, as I mentioned, and then and then take into actions once he has all of the all of the data. Um, in order to make sure that it's going to be a successful uh, journey, right? He, uh, he he touched on American Express just briefly. And again, just to be clear, Sally's a customer of yours. So what is it that American Express thinks they can do for uh, for startups or, or companies like Sally's? Well, I mean, so there's two things, right? So one, it's, it's the, I mean, there's no there's no such thing as a uh, as a one one size fits all right so those are all tailor made programs and that's why I'm I'm super happy also I, I need to acknowledge uh, Bauna Patel uh, works with me she she's currently based in Ottawa we're also adding more headcounts from our merchant uh, division services as well so so Ottawa again as I mentioned being one of the main party markets for 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 the country for for Amex but for entrepreneurs like Sally um, I mean. Take perhaps a step back, right? Uh, Statistics Canada showed some results a few months ago. Last year, 17.6% of the of the Canadian business were doing online uh, business. Now this year, they're up to 21.6%. Saleh, obviously, in that case, did not wait for the pandemic to happen until he started to do some online businesses. He started that before. So, so I think I think we're there to kind of support growth uh, for those businesses to listen to them and. And again, adapted to uh, to adapt our solutions based on based on their needs. Uh, Saleh, extremely happy to see the expansion in the U.S. Uh, coming up. I mean, over the years, we've worked with partners like EY, and we've conducted a bunch of surveys. And uh, it's it's not gonna like nobody's gonna fall off the, off of their chair to know that the U.S. has been coming up as the number one. Uh, area of, of opportunity for Canadian businesses, but there's a lot of fear out there, mainly based out of three factors. One, the currency fluctuation. Um, two, the economic change in general, so it could be related to political change or things like that. And, and three, the fees uh, that you need to go over there. So to sell a point, um, partnering with, with some companies that have a footstep over there is obviously a good way to start with. Cool. And, and I can see why Vincent, that American Express is, is relevant to these types of companies. Listen, guys, I'm going to bring my colleague in. I re referred to him before, Peter Cavessi from Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Peter. So, Peter, you have, uh, you, uh, as we do often, uh, conducted an advanced poll of today's registrants. Uh, tell us what the question was and, and give, us, uh, give us a sense of what those results were. Oh, Peter, you're uh, you're muted right now. There you go. Apologies. Our first you had, question. You had to have that. Yes. <laughs> it's it's 2020, 2021 thing. 
Our first poll question is going to provide a bit of a backdrop to our discussion about uh, cash flow that we're going to turn to in uh, just a second. So we asked uh, registrants uh, about how their cash flow position has changed over the uh, the past six months. And uh, encouragingly, um, more than half has said that their cash flow position has improved. Uh, Vincent, I'm, I'm curious, how does that compare to uh, what you're seeing out there? It's uh, definitely in line. I, I think I think what happened is that there's uh, in life, I like what to call a compelling event, right? The, the, the pandemic for a lot of companies were, were that compelling event. Fortunately and unfortunately, right? Uh, meaning uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of companies that, that when this happened, uh, they turned to their financial institution to say, hey, can you help me out? And uh, obviously the, 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 the Canadian government and the, the different provinces put a lot of uh, programs in place to kind of support the economy. So we're seeing a lot, a way better improvement uh, for this. And, and I mean, I'm going to touch point later on again, but to, to me, the first point was be curious and, and don't wait for the next financial crisis to kind of reach out and to speak with your partners, right? So same as let's use the Sally example here, speak with them before on a constant basis, touch, touch base with them, because then when a pandemic actually happens like this, whatever, right? It might not be the next pandemic, but the next something else. That will come up. At least you'll be you'll be better prepared, and and you'll be well supported by uh, by your partners in there. Because again, we're all in this together. Those are uh, great, uh, great, uh, great tips. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing more of uh, those uh, that discussion in just a moment. Uh, before I turn it back over to Mike, uh, just a reminder to our audience that we do have the chat window just below the uh, the video on the right. So please share what's on your mind, share your comments about uh, how your business is uh, is navigating the pandemic, and definitely do uh, share any questions uh, that you have for uh, Vincent and uh, Saleh. We'll be posing them to our guests at the end of the broadcast. Mike, back to you. Uh, yeah. Wow. You guys set this up perfectly because we've been kind of talking around the issue of uh, managing cash flow. Now we're going to address it uh, head on. And Vesa, I, I like the, the point you just made there. So, you know, the poll result was people are saying, well, my cash flow is not that bad, but cash flow is something that needs constant attention. And it's something you need to address before you have an issue, right? So uh, let's start talking about this, Vainsa. What is, some, what are, some, in fact, we'll start with the why. So why is this such, just to make sure people understand why it's so important. Why is this such an important issue, do you think? Yeah. No, I agree. Simon Sinek, that I, I'm a big fan of, always always says that, right? Start with why, and then the, the rest will kind of will kind of come. So in, why is a cash flow analysis important? Uh, I mean, whether you're a startup business or in a growth stage, uh, a cash flow analysis can tell you a lot about your company's financial health. Um, it's important to realize, by the way, that cash flow and profitability are not the same thing. You can have a very profitable business in the long term, but negative cash flow at a specific moment in time. Uh, so obviously, like a simple cash flow analysis explores the movement of money into in and out of your business during a specific time period. So you can discover or cover, probably I should say, do you have a need to increase your, your access to liquid assets or, or spend more uh, capital investments or even reduce spend over time? Uh, I mean, one, one example that I saw over the pandemic is that if, you, again, you've probably heard uh, cash is king uh, quite, uh, quite frequently. Uh, another um, uh, another, I mean, an opportunity that we saw over the, the pandemic was that one of our clients, uh, they saw that one of their main competitor in the U.S. were kind of struggling. They had a lot of cash on hand, so they took that opportunity to kind of grab the business away from, from that competitor, right? So I think the compelling event, which was the pandemic, 
Again, what's going to be the next one? We don't know, but there is going to be a next one. Are you going to be prepared for that piece? And I would say one tip that I'd like to give out, when you're starting your business, probably you want to do a, a cash analysis on a monthly basis. Uh, and then as you're growing, maybe, I mean, awesome if you can keep it on a monthly basis, but on a quarterly basis is, is what American Express is, is obviously recommending. But at least it will give you uh, um, a really a capture in time of where you are sitting and, and are you going to be ready for the next, for when the next opportunity resides, right? Because I, I guess I have to leave this kind of topic out of with a question. How are you going to leave the, the current situation, the current pandemic as it's coming to an end, right? It's, it's kind of a positive thing. Um, are you going to leave this pandemic or the situation that we, that we faced into in a better position or in a worse position than when you came in? Right. And, and, and the companies that are going to be successful are the ones that are starting right now to think about, OK, what's the next steps? Right. Where am I going next? Yeah, I love I love that point. And it is such an important thing to think about that profitability and cash flow, you know, aren't always connected. Uh, if you're a retailer leading up to a really busy time, you might be profitable, but you might need to purchase a massive amount of inventory that puts a short term cash crunch on you. Uh, even though you're going to make a lot of money when you sell that inventory. I'd like, Michael, if you don't mind, I'd like to capture, there's there's one thing, yeah. and selling, that's that's a concept that, that you've heard as well, but before the pandemic, we were hearing a lot of just-in-time, right? Meaning you receive yeah. the inventory just-in-time, and then it leaves right at, right almost immediately your, uh, your, your storage. Now I'm hearing a lot of clients speak about just-in-case, right? And and perhaps that's a good segue for the next case. I wonder if that's, that's something that you're speaking about, but... And okay, how do I get my my pieces? How do I get my everything kind of needs to, to fulfill my inventory? A lot of my clients are saying, "Hey, I'm gonna purchase more inventory just in case something happens, uh, because I don't want to leave be left alone with no stock." Right? I mean, we're seeing it with the wood industry right now. Yeah, I was hearing speaking with another client who's who's doing uh, bicycles, uh, electrical bicycles. He can't get a repair of pieces until twelve months, so he's. Yeah. Pre-planning a season for 2023 right now. So, Faselle, how this impacts you? But if you heard that that new expression more in the in the market right now, yeah, tell us about that, Sally. Tell us about you know how you needed to keep a uh, uh, an eye on cash flow even though you were growing in the pandemic. How, how did how did you do that? Why why was that important? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, very very. Uh, great points you guys brought up. Uh, being a bootstrap company, we were always um, very uh, sensitive and on top of our cash flow. Um, we always made sure we make more money than we spend. We always come to the months of the year to the identical months of last year. And not only that, we thought about the month of the same year for one year ahead of time and where we want to be. Uh, and uh, whenever we were short, say if we didn't see the growth was there, we would make sure that you know we would put promotions or do things differently um, because to, to to expect a different result. But um, cash flow, you know, it's extremely extremely important um, because uh, it's the profitability, it's the health of your business, and at the same time, it's very um, linked to growth. So the more you grow, the more you're focused on your growth. Um, the more you're going to uh, uh, position yourself in a, in a better cash flow position. Uh, and uh, 
again, talking to your vendors, you guys brought up some very good examples. If you have to do a purchase in bulk for one month, um, you know, all the vendors these days, as long as you talk to them, they're open to their terms. So spread that out um, instead of, you know, paying them in all in one. So it affects you less. Uh, but uh, uh, overall, um, I have seen so many companies around me that, you know, they do hiring more than uh, their company requires and that hurts their cash flow or they advertise without having sales because their intention is to bring sales and that hurts their cash flow. So the best way to put this is you got to be really good with your money. Spending money is easy. Making money and making sure you have more <laughs> yeah, cash yeah. Than you spend, that's an art. Yeah, I love that. Listen, guys, we're going to bring Peter Cavesi back in. Peter uh, asked two uh, advanced questions. And uh, Peter, tell us about the uh, second uh, poll and, and what you found. Well, for our second poll question, we wanted to uh, to ask our audience about some of their uh, their thoughts and their sentiments uh, about uh, obtaining sources of financing. So we asked uh, our uh, registrants, what sources of capital are they most likely to uh, to look to access in the coming years? And in this case, the most popular uh, response was bank loans. Uh, Vincent, what, what's your reaction to, to that? Does that come as any any surprise to you? No, no, Peter, it, it, it doesn't, right? I feel, I feel it's uh, the correlation between that question and the first question, it's, it's, highly, it's highly linked, right? Uh, what we were speaking about, uh, people, when, when that event came up, they, came, they kind of went back to their bank or their banking syndicate to kind of see at their options. And, and that's, that's what, poll, it, it, it's, that's what that, that poll is telling us. Maybe. I just want to add bank loans is great, but there's tons of resources, government fundings, wage subsidies, um, amazing, you know, funding programs for technology companies such as IRAP, um, OCI. There's a lot of them. And make sure you take advantage of all those programs as well. Um, the help is out there. If you guys are not seeing it, I feel there might be something wrong. That's that's really good advice, and thank you, Ant, for for bringing that up. That's a takeaway I've always heard as well in uh, in 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 my career. Just that there is a really diverse landscape of opportunities out there. The uh, as you alluded to, the, the the challenges. Make sure you know where to look and get the uh, the advice on uh, on uh, on helping you access those those funding. Uh, just before we enter our our, our our final topic, I did just want to remind our audience that we do have the uh, the chat window uh, live just below the um, the video. So please, uh, we're already getting some great questions. Share your thoughts. I'll be posing them to our guests at the end of the broadcast. Mike, back to you. All right, uh, we're already into uh, topic number three, and and this is where we will provide uh, today's audience with um, with more tips on improving your cash flow and how to manage it. Maison, we're going to uh, start with you. Um, uh, Sally was just talking about a minute ago about dealing with suppliers. And one thing people might not know is that you can use uh, Amex as effectively uh, a source of unsecured credit. Explain that for us today, Vincent. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, and again, and then we'll go back to kind of the topic of the, the tips here because Sally just brought up some some very valid points here. But yes, uh, American Express, and again, like this is not an Amex pitch, right? We're, we're just talking about what's out there for entrepreneurs in, in the Ottawa region. But um, we have the capacity, and this is where we've, we've kind of worked with Saleh both on his, on a sales side, but also on a payable side is to say, okay, um, what is your main goal here and, and what are you trying to achieve? And, 
And a lot of companies, right? So, I mean, are they trying to achieve kind of greater payment terms? Are they trying to take advantage of early payment discount, but then there's seasonality, for instance, like in the entire business where you need to purchase a lot of inventory two really two times in a year. Uh, so it's kind of, again, going to the needs analysis of, of the client and understanding what's in, what's in there for them. There's uh, also where we've worked with Saleh is, okay, how do we, how do we kind of work with them from a merchant perspective, right? How Saleh is in growth mode, they can take it. Um, how do we increase their sales through our, our merchant uh, network, uh, leveraging our marketing tools in order to kind of support that that growth? Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sure if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. And, and I guess one of the other ideas I think we could touch on is um, – and we've touched on it before, Sally actually mentioned it, is um, making sure you've got an open line of communication to your uh, suppliers. Uh, so expand on that a little bit for us, Vincent. Yes. Well, I mean, again, just recently, so Sally is doing it again perfectly. Just recently, I was speaking with a company in, in New Brunswick. And um, again, it's conducting their own needs analysis by speaking with their partners, their vendors to see, okay, they don't want to break the chain, right, of... Uh, uh, in order to, to kind of fill up the inventory and, and get the stock that they need in time. And they kind of realized that one of their main vendor, which was essential for the continuity of their business, um, they were they were having cash flow issues. And so they kind of spoke with them and they were like, hey, listen, we're going to pay you up front because they had the necessary cash flow. So again, cash is king. Uh, being able to kind of leverage this in crucial situation was uh, was essential for them, and, and that what us that that granted them the security to have their own stock and not break the inventory chain along the way. So that was essential. But again, to Salas' point earlier, if they never had that conversation with that vendor, they would have never known them. Um, so so that's that's one piece uh, that that people are are looking forward to. And Sally, when you're thinking about this issue, so so other tips, you know, what other tips might you have to share with uh, with people watching today? Uh, in general, be be agile in your thinking. Um, you know, pivoting a business, you as a person have to pivot the way you think, and part of that pivoting is being open in talking and and listening to the value proposition that big brands such as American Express have to offer you. Um, we didn't have a banking need when we spoke with American Express, but just listening to their story and what they had to offer, we thought it was amazing and it's a win-win for everybody. And since we have been amazing partners with each other. Um, so so just be open in, on trying new things, talking to new people. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if you can't think about it and if you cannot vision it, it's not gonna be reality. So if there's something, if there's a perfect situation on how you wanna deal with a vendor or how you wanna pay a vendor, bring that up in a conversation and always try to create that win-win, not only for yourself, but for everybody. Cool. If I, yeah, oh, go, sorry, go ahead, James, please. Sorry, Michael. No, if I may, just to, to, to Sally's point, just, and, and hats off, <clears throat> apologize to, uh, to OBJ for doing those type of events because um, when we're talking about being curious, it, it's also attending those type of webinars that uh, you're going to listen to successful people like, like such as Saleh discuss about outside the box ideas uh, that may come up, right? So, so hats off, I guess, to everybody who's listening right now 
Uh, hopefully you're getting something new out of this webinar, but I think those there there exists some webinars like this. OBJ is doing a lot of a lot of good uh, a lot of good webinars like this one, and um, I believe that there, that's that's the key here uh, to listen to new ideas. Absolutely. Listen, uh, let's bring Peter back because we have a bunch of questions uh, in the Q and A, and Peter, uh, why don't you start uh, shooting them over to our to our guests? Absolutely. So uh, I want to throw the first question over to uh, to Vincent. Um, Vincent, one of the, the takeaways I've heard from from um, our discussions is that uh, one shouldn't be waiting until times are tough before you start the discussion with uh, with your, with financial partners. Mm -hmm. So so tell me at a, at a time when you know as we saw in the poll results there is uh, a bit of positive positive sentiment in in a lot of sectors of the economy. What sort of discussions should business owners be having with their banks with other financial uh, partners? Uh, when things are going okay? No, no, good question. And I, I think Stale would have a, a good uh, couple ideas on that uh, as well. But I think uh, one, speak about your speak about your goals, right? Speak about what's your next steps. Where do you want to? Where are your Where are you seeing yourselves in in the next five years? And and what are the goals uh, step by step that you're trying to achieve from there? Um, Talk about talk. Don't be shy. Also, uh, to talk about your challenges. I know that sometimes when you're you're in front of financial institution or uh, or uh, any uh, any other partner, it's it's normal. I think as human being to be a little bit shy about about what's going. What are the harder portions uh, that you're facing through right now? But express them because again, um, I was reading an article over the weekend saying that 100% of the questions that are not being asked, the answer is no. Right. So uh, I was speaking again last week with a, with a client and he was like, you know what, Vincent, I'll be honest with you. The impact on my bottom line is really what's important for me. And they were, were currently trying to reduce the cost of operations. And further along the, the conversation, how it went, realized that the, uh, the, the U.S. spend uh, was, was perhaps an opportunity where we could reduce the, the operation cost. So, again, if you don't open up, uh, your partners won't, won't be able to, to kind of support you. Saleh, what's your what's your take on that? Uh, so just, um, uh, Peter, if you can just, uh, uh, recap the question for me one more time. Um, I was following you, Winston. I just want to make sure I understood the question. So the question was when times are good for a business, um, what sort of discussions, what questions, what sort of topics should business owners be having with, uh, lenders and other financial partners? Yeah, the, the, again, all the activities you take today um, are not for today. You're preparing yourself for the future. So uh, if, if growth is part of your plans, um, making sure you're ready for that growth. And, and, and so part of that is, you know, the financial need. Part of that is uh, making sure that you can address the advertising. Part of that is making sure you have employees in place. Um, you know, if you're a seasonal business, uh, having that, um, part-time staff in place for the, so just planning. Um, and, and, and again, that ties very much into pivoting and, 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 and you prepare and, you know, like, um, this is going to help all of us grow. Uh, and I think that's the best way is to always be a step ahead of the game and, you know, put things in place, even if you don't need them. Um, even if even if you don't need a bank loan, make sure that you have access to a loan. Even if um, you don't need a big credit card, make sure you have a credit card. And going to back to American Express because they 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 keep um, bringing this up. 
but they're unsecured credit card, meaning that they're not going to show up against you if they pull your credit bureau. So having something like that in place, because it also helps you to get a loan at the same time. And so there's so many things, just having access to all these little tools, like we had access to fraud protection tools because once all the online transactions became more and more and more like any other industry, the fraud transactions became more. We had fraud prevention tools from three years ago. What we did is we just added more and more tools, um, but we were ready for it because we would see. So just kind of you need to predict the, predict the future and have access to a lot of the things that you don't need today, but you think you need access to them in the future. That's great. Um, listen, uh, Vincent, just before I'm going to give uh, Sally the, the final word, but I wanted to see if you had any final thoughts. So uh, we're going to have to sign off in a couple minutes here. Yeah, no, again, a very interesting conversation. I guess the final thoughts is uh, ask yourself the, the following questions. One, um, are you leaving this pandemic with the feeling that you're you're going to be so farther along than before it started, right? So and if you don't or if you're unsure about this, well, make sure that you speak with your partners and you have the conversation with the important players that are around you to make sure that you do and, and kind of target the opportunities. And, and two, um, I, I guess, uh, when was the last time that you had a really good heart-to-heart -heart with your vendors and, and your key partners to make sure that you both kind of are on the same page, understand where you're both going? You might uncover a lot of very good opportunities based on those scenarios. Uh, Sally, um, you know, when I think about American Express, and, and this is kudos to their marketing team over the years, right? I, I think of don't leave home without it. And I think of membership has its privileges. They're like brand slogans that are into my head. But uh, besides kind of all of the very kind of financial and tactical type stuff that Amex has brought to you, you told me that you've had some good experiences with them, right? And in, in terms of uh, networking. Uh, and Anyway, tell me about it. Yeah, sure, Michael. So um, first of all, like any other major bank, they have dedicated reps um, in Ottawa on the ground. Uh, in, in Ottawa, we have uh, Vincent as well as Bono Patel. They're, they're, they've always been there for us. Uh, they, they have their, their ratio of um, spending cash to gaining rewards is the highest in the industry, which then you can use those reward points towards paying off your transactions and so the, the, from that perspective you know giving you rewards they're they're the highest out there when it comes to networking uh, some of the best events uh, i was invited by them uh, i went to the rogers cup with vincent the other year which was extremely fun bmw canada was in the same booth we spoke to them i ended up buying a bmw too uh, a few clients came out of that event um so so Overall, uh, and again, going into U.S., we have them as a partner. There's no change there, which was really good for us. Um, in terms of, uh, we really also like that unsecured um, piece where it's not tied to us. And one last thing was, we traditional bank, we have been working with years and years. These guys came in without even knowing us, and they approved us three or four times as much as a traditional bank. Um, which this also helped a lot in our scaling. Um, so, so there was a lot of benefits in working with them. 
I can see that. I can see that. And they saw, as I said, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but we're going to bring your contact details on screen. And uh, if someone's watching or listening today, uh, Vincent, how can they contact you? Yes, no, obviously. So I'm easily, you can easily find me on, on LinkedIn, also uh, Bauna Patel, but here's the, uh, here's the contact information. If you have even just some questions uh, about the industry as a whole, trends, I'm always extremely happy to, to help entrepreneurs out there and, and see them succeed. So don't, uh, don't be afraid of reaching out. Yeah, I can tell you get a passion for entrepreneurs that comes naturally to you, Vincent. So uh, good for you and what Amex is doing for all these uh, for all these uh, good companies, including ones here right here in Ottawa. So listen, guys, thank you so much, uh, Vincent, for helping us put this on. Thank you so much, Sally, uh, for sharing the Canada Wheels story. It's an inspiring story. And I hope uh, hope you have some big, big success. So we'll bid you guys adieu, and I'll sign off on behalf of uh, Ottawa Business Journal. Uh, a reminder that uh, you can visit obj.ca website uh, every day for the latest in local business news. Uh, also, I highly, highly recommend that you subscribe to OBJ Today, which is a weekday email newsletter that uh, many CEOs and entrepreneurs rely on to get that daily dose of local business information. A uh, reminder, of course, you can follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram these days, and, and of course, Facebook. And since we're uh, many of you are joining us here today on YouTube, uh, please hit that red subscribe button and then better yet, click the bell button beside it and you'll get notified when we're live on YouTube. That's all the time we have for today. Please continue uh, watching OBJ for the latest in news and information. And of course, for these live broadcasts that we're doing almost on a weekly basis. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my colleague, Peter Cavesi, I'm Michael Curran signing off for the Ottawa Business Journal. Take care.